0: welcome to Lawmen, a podcast about local legends and obscure curiosities from days of yore i'm james shakeshaft
1: and i'm alistair beckett king james yes let me wish you a christmas pig oh a christmas pig to you too sir christmas pig
0: to everyone oh i guess earlier every year doesn't it it seems to james what have you got in that meaty sack there (laughs) oh my god well that is an appropriate if grotesque image I have the podcast hosts Laura Lex and her brother Ron from Lex Education and they've got a real meaty story for us
1: that's brother in the familial sense he's not a monk he's
0: not uh, it's not Laura Lex and brother Ron be honest I didn't ask what's the story it's the dragon of Norton Fitzwarren Hello, James. How are you?
1: I'm well, thank you.
0: Good. Are you getting into the Christmas vibe?
1: Yes, I love Christmas. As you know, I love Christmas, but I, I hate buying Christmas presents. So it's a. Uh, really? I love to receive them, though. So for me, it's a, oh. a double edged
0: season. Alistair, have a rummage around in my stocking.
1: But glad to.
0: This is a Christmas based request.
1: <laughs> well, I'm rummaging already, yeah.
0: Because I've got go. two presents for you. Mmm. In the format. Of comedian Laura Lex and her normal brother Ron.
2: Yay! Hello!
0: You are unwrapped.
2: Hello, I'm Laura.
0: Hello. I'm Ron. Normal Ron. Hi, Laura and Ron. They're from the podcast Lex Education, which is very funny and also, actually, very informative.
2: Is it? Are you finding that?
0: Yes, yes, I (laughs) can.
2: Well done, Ron. That's your job. Well done. Thank
3: you. He did say funny first, though. So, yeah. Well,
2: that's to be expected. I'm hilarious wherever I am. But (laughs) I've I've not retained a single piece of information from our podcast. It's been six (laughs) months. So. I love it when people say they're learning because I'm like, oh, at least one person is.
3: Have you learned anything, Ron? I've relearned a lot of stuff, yeah. Um, I I Mm. don't remember GCSEs being this hard, to be honest. They go into quite a lot of detail. Bloody do. I think of us as kind of like the science teachers of the podcast school and you guys are like the history teachers. The cool history teachers.
1: Hmm. Yeah, what like the kinds that have a leather jacket, the kind
2: and an ex-wife, the kind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: she's going through a difficult divorce. Actually, that's why I have to sit round on the chair this way.
2: (laughs) Now, I've I've got a confession to make. (laughs) Uh oh. On this story, so we're here to tell you about the Norton Fitzwarren dragon. Norton Fitzwarren is the village in Somerset that Ron and I grew up in. However. Ron and I remember this dragon very differently.
0: <laughs> Guys, are we in a Rasheron situation? What? <laughs> a Rasheron. It was a pun on Rashomon. A
1: Rasheron. That's so good. That's such a good pun, James. It was too good for you to expect it to go over with slightly dodgy internet. A Rasharon
0: situation. On the recording, ooh, that is going to be first class. I'm going to be laughing at that in the end. Would you like to explain <laughs> this? <laughs> so least. maybe the listeners and Clearly Laura? Could
2: you explain that joke? Well... I don't know what that meant.
0: The chap in the corner of your screen is called Ron. Yep. Probably bro to Laura. Oh, yeah, or or normal bro. And Rashomon is a Japanese story that's told from a bunch of different perspectives, am I right, Alistair? Because I'm, I'm already out of my depth. That's correct. Each
1: character remembers it differently. So that was a really good joke. Okay. And like all good jokes, it took a couple of minutes to explain.
3: Yes. Well, I've been trying to do some research into this as well, because honestly, in, in, in prepping for this, I've felt like I've gone through a one-man Mandela effect, oh. where I was told something that no one else I know has. And then I was doing some research and then every, there's like six or seven websites that all say the same thing. And then at the end they say, this is referencing an article by Richard Freeman. I can't (laughs) find that article anywhere. There she gives the details. Richard
2: Freeman was you all along, Ron. If you rearrange the letters of Richard Freeman, you get <laughs> normal brother Ron.
0: <laughs> it's me, Ron.
1: Well, I'm I'm glad because when, whenever people are bringing stories, only they remember. That means we're dealing with the oral tradition itself. Mm. So we're dealing with proper folklore, not something out of a book. So to me, this is great news. I'm very excited.
0: I think this is the smallest story in a way. Two people, Ron and Nelson Mandela. What was it? <laughs> what was his name? <laughs> and the, and the other-
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just Ron and Richard
0: <laughs> Richard Freeman. Uh Well I remember as being Nelson Mandela So I'm going to stick with that Before we get into these various tales of dragons What is, what is this town, this Norton Fitzwarren? Because I'm from a Norton too I'm from Chipping Norton Are you? Alistair, you'll be able to tell from our accents Norton means town of the north Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it does It does that's annoying Because mm. all of these towns are in the south Very southern
2: Yeah, very southern Well, I know the Fitz I didn't know that that it was North Town I know Fitzwarren He was the local landowner, wasn't he, Ron?
3: I did a bit of research into him Because oh. he'll, he'll come up later
2: I mean, I guess Norton Fitzwarren I think it is north of Taunton Which Taunton would have been the big town So that comes from town on the tone which is the river that runs through the town. Oh,
0: nice one, town.
2: And Norton is north of Taunton. So maybe that's why it's like got the north in it, Norton.
0: It should be Norton Taunton. Norton Taunton.
2: Yeah, n- Norton. Norton, Taunton. Norton Taunton. Norton Taunton.
0: Norton Taunton. Yeah. I'm glad we've cleared that up.
2: Well, maybe they'll rename it.
0: They better. I thought Taunton was named after the Star Wars animal. The Tonton.
2: I'm. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a laugh, to, in in jokes like that, and, and for like the Wrath of Ron thing, and then the Wrath of Ron. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. You just you can just add it when you need it. you've,
0: you've stumbled upon a great pun.
2: <laughs> what a great nerdy joke, everyone! There you go. And then you just use that at your will.
1: I only didn't laugh at the Tonton joke because I was leaving a gap for Ron as the nerdy brother to jump in there. That's the only reason. I do know what a Tonton is against my will. (laughs)
3: And then I had an okayly constructed TonTon joke to make, but um, in True Spirit, Laura. <laughs> oh. so, um, I feel like we've all fulfilled our destiny. And well, now he's an
2: angry RonTon.
3: <laughs>
0: I mean, this is this is some lovely punnage, guys. <laughs> Ron, was your joke going to be? And I thought they smell bad on the outside.
3: No, I was going to say it is the town equivalent of slitting open a pack animal and sl- sleeping in it.
0: Very <laughs> <That's really> good. <laughs> Much
3: more visceral.
2: Wow, Ron, you're really mad at Taunton Aww. Do
3: you want to introduce, like, give a bit of context for Norton Fitzwarren, Laura? Considering you're not really going to join in in the story, because <laughs> um, just going to undermine.
4: Because
2: <laughs> there isn't a there isn't a story, you absolute fantasist. It's just a fever dream you had in year six that now you're like putting out there into the world. You anyway. So Norton Fitzwarren is quite a small village. It's not one of your like picturesque countryside. Like if you're picturing Thatch, stop right now and think about far too many houses crammed into a valley. It used to be the home of Taunton Cider, quite a famous brewery spot, like cider making place. And you'll often, if you've ever worked in a pub, you'll probably see the silver barrows that have Taunton Cider written on them. That's Norton. Now, though, that's gone, and there's um a co-op there instead. <laughs> so that's good, isn't it? And, I mean, what else? It's half built on a floodplain. It uh, has lovely views of the Blagdon Hills, I think, and it sort of backs onto the Quantocks. So if you've ever driven from Taunton out to, like, Minehead or any of that north, Devon North Somerset coast, you might have been through Norton Fitzwarren.
0: Oh, big time! Been to um, Butlin's Minehead as a youth.
2: Oh, lolly, lolly bit of coast <laughs> there, yeah.
0: I've looked up a couple of place names around there. Uh, how near is it to Nether Stowey?
2: Oh, I've seen signs for Nether Stowey. I don't actually know where Nether Stowey is though.
0: What about Withycombe? <laughs> <laughs> Withycombe. <laughs> Withycomb. I know a a liscomb
2: Yeah, I know Withy. Withycomb. It
0: was a Withycomb mm-hmm. and there was a I just I happened to cross it in um Lore of the Land, friend of the show. And there was a wealthy widow there who was a triple widow and was considered a witch. Oh no. When she was buried, they put iron nails in a coffin because she was a witch and that that sort of thing really deals with them. They had the funeral. Everyone's kind of partied on back to her place to carry on the party, went in the kitchen, presumably to the booze cupboard, and she was in there cooking bacon and eggs.
2: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Can't keep a good widow down.
1: Nighttime, was that? I think so. Like a weird student flat share doing breakfast at 8pm.
0: Probably not her eggs then. She was called Joan Kahn. Oh, wait a minute. I've just the looked up. Widow this, this is a Ruth Tongue tale. It's a Ruth Tunger.
1: A Ruth, this is a Ruth Tonga? Yeah,
0: not, sure, not too oh, sure. We then. found there's a, a folklorist called Ruth Tung and some of her works is, uh, are disputed.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. Imagine that wrong, just making up a story. <laughs> I
3: know. <laughs> yeah. Shameful. And then putting it to exactly. the public record as well.
2: Uh, <laughs> that's what he does to me every week with all this science he's trying to teach me. He's always telling me about things that are too small to ever prove they exist and then expecting me to accept it as fact.
0: And citing people with clearly made-up names like Stephen Hawking.
2: Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Plank.
0: As if a scientist could be called that. We've never had a pair of guests on before. I didn't realise that they would undermine each other, Alistair. I didn't think there would be as much. I didn't think this was how it was going to go. I thought they'd be supporting each other's story.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what I'm like with my sister. We just help each other out and supportive, and never argue. So
3: this is very weird. I don't want to start a chain of undermining and undermine you, James. But I haven't undermined you at <laughs> once. That's uh, a good point.
2: <laughs> You're very welcome to if you want, Ron.
3: If you can. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's hard to undermine me, though, because I will readily give up on anything I thought I stood by in the face of pressure.
3: I'm just going to undermine you through my sweet storytelling ability and 45 minutes of research on my lunch break earlier. That's the yeah. plan.
2: Bring it on. I want to be convinced because I knew. So Norton Fitzwarren, the village that we're from, the crest of Norton Fitzwarren is a dragon. It was on the school badge. It's it's on the like the parish news. There's this little sort of skeleton of a dragon. So the Norton Fitzwarren dragon, not surprising. And I think the Somerset logo is a dragon as well, isn't it? Indeed. Which got me very confused my whole childhood as to whether or not we were Welsh, to be perfectly honest. So there's a lot of dragon mythology there. And then when Ron and I started talking about what we would possibly talk to you guys about on this podcast, we sort of said, all oh, the dragon. And then, Ron, what did you say about the dragon? It's a
0: meat dragon. <laughs> Pump) <Pardon? laughs> And if
2: someone uses the what? phrase meat dragon to you, you'd remember it, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, remember, I remember when it happened earlier in this
2: conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to forget meat dragon. So
2: there's me thinking they wouldn't send 300 children to primary school with a meat dragon on their chests, would they? And I said to Ron, I don't know what you mean, buddy. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Dragon Made of Meat.
1: Oh. (laughs) Hold on, aren't all dragons made of meat? In
3: a way. Not like this one. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I remember in my year one or two topic book, drawing a six panel comic about this meat dragon and getting like (laughs) praised for it. Because
0: you blew the lid off the whole meat dragon conspiracy.
2: Year one or two, you must have been like six or seven.
3: Why are they teaching children about meat dragons at six years old? It's carved into the wood panels in the church. It's everywhere.
2: Hey, now I've seen that wood panel, Ron, and I don't necessarily think that it is eating that person in a non-consensual sort of way. The positioning (laughs) of the eatness on that rude screen (laughs) leads me to believe rude should be spelt very differently. It's
1: very rude. (laughs) We've been tossing around the <laughs> phrase meat dragon for a while now. Too long. And I, I still need some clarity on, on what a meat dragon is. I now know what a meat <laughs> dragon does, <laughs> and I, I don't like it.
3: Right. Now, we, we could learn what a meat dragon is <laughs> along the way. So, <laughs> start- he's got, he's got, to be fair, he's got us hooked. <laughs> yeah. Gotta tease the meat dragon.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm not sure I want to be part of a podcast that has the phrase "tease the meat dragon."
4: <laughs>
1: I've already got t-shirts for the to say
0: that
3: now. All right, so our story starts in the Bronze Age. There is a hill fort about thirty meters away. I thought that was an from- Iron
2: Age for hill fort. Sorry, Ron. Sorry.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> All <laughs> oh, is, is right, is this hill fort been
3: undermined?
0: Is it, is, it, is, it, is it on basically on Swiss cheese?
3: Actually, a very early example of getting undermined by Laura was when I was in very young. And when I was going on my first ever school trip, I go home, I'm very excited. I tell my family I'm going to the, the Iron Age hill fort, the Bronze Age hill fort. And then they all just started laughing because it is literally 30 meters away from the school.
4: <laughs> all you have to do is cross the road.
3: <laughs> and it is now just a field because it's been several thousand years. Yeah. Right. So there's a, bron- there's a Bronze Age hill fort. Several thousand years after this is built, also in Norman Fitzwarren, Hilly Park, Ostorius, the Roman general, second governor of Roman Britain under Claudius, arrives in Somerset and there is a huge battle where he kills, according to one source, hundreds of Britons and piles them all up in a pile in the Bronze Age hill fort. Thusly, the meat dragon forms from the pile of corpses. (laughs) Oh. That's that's how you make a meat dragon? That's how you make a meat dragon. You kill several hundred people, pile them up (gasps) on top of a hill, and then over time forms a meat dragon.
0: Mm. So, like a grilled steak, <laughs> but a dragon. It's
3: kind of like a, a hot pot of people in the shape of a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a turducken of vengeance. It's,
0: it's an angry sausage. I, get, I don't know if I want to be part of a podcast that has the phrase angry sausage.
3: So, I looked into it. Ostorius did go to the area. There are logs of him fighting battles in Gloucestershire, which isn't far away. He was also a pretty big deal. He won a battle against the Iceni and mm-hmm. Boudicca fame. Killed a guy I'd never heard of, but had his own Wikipedia page. So that's mm-hmm. probably something. <laughs> <laughs> then the story jumps forward
0: 1,300
3: years.
2: Wait, what? The meat dragon lived for 1,300 <laughs> yeah. years? I
3: guess it takes a while. Yeah, My daunt, God, four out of six Congealing. of your comic
2: panels must have been about that. <laughs>
3: No, the meat dragon wasn't just waiting. It was being a problem for 1,300,
0: for
2: 1300 years. years?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's only got six internet pages, and from the sounds of it, none of them are on Wikipedia. No, no.
1: So uh, how long would you say this uh, meat dragon's been a
0: problem then? About thir- 1,300 <laughs> years? Mm? About
1: 1,300 years?
0: Yeah. No. Well, how long's it been since all those um, uh, bodies uh, got <laughs> sort of mashed up together and formed into a dragon? Meat dragon. Yeah, meat dragon. Oh,
1: well, there's your problem. You've piled up all the bodies on that hill.
2: Did it continue to absorb bodies like if you didn't bury a person? Did it add itself Ooh, to the meat dragon question. or once formed was it
3: set? This, this piece of information wasn't in one of the two alternating paragraphs I can find, but I think we have to assume yes.
0: It wasn't covered in the comic adaptation. Of my comic <laughs> adaptation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in, the, in the appendix.
1: So whatever you do in the event of a meat dragon attack, don't fling lumps of flesh at it, because they'll just make it stronger. <laughs> it's just going to absorb them.
2: It's very clever, because it means everybody you kill as a meat dragon becomes fuel to your... Meaty
3: dragon fire. That is true of most predators, though. <laughs> yeah, that's that, a good
0: point. yeah, most yep. m- most carnivores. Yeah, good a bit point. Of science
1: came in there for a second. <laughs> yeah, that is
0: very good point. Pretty
3: much how everything works. Yeah. So thirteen hundred years later, there's a guy called Falk Fitzwarren who is an English noble, and the story goes, panel four, that he <laughs> he fights and kills this dragon and they name the town after him, North Town Fitzwarren. Then what happens, and this is where I think his story starts to fall down, even though he's killed a dragon, he's such a problem that King John still exiles him. It doesn't say in any of the sources why they were doing this, but this guy, through my research, because he does have a Wikipedia page, which if you search the word dragon, there is no mention of dragons on it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, read his Wikipedia page, and he seems so cantankerous that there is um there is a section called last controversies. So but last
0: yeah. controversies. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow, <laughs> oh, whoa, that's oh. a whole new level.
3: One of his last controversies was that he filed a suit against someone, like a lawsuit, because of a land dispute that their grandfathers had with each other.
2: Oh, that's just petty, isn't it? Like once you've killed a dragon, why are you fanning about with legal disputes over a garden fence?
3: Did it have wings? Meat dragons? <laughs> yeah, meat dragons. <laughs> I guess it depends what they've. I guess if you killed a hundred birds and piled them up,
0: oh, does it, be- it takes on some of the properties of.
3: I, I the think this that is it. Uh,
1: speculation. <laughs> it feels like the
0: minimum
1: <laughs> area of speculation. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry to. Once again, play Dragon <laughs> Lawyer, but I...
4: <laughs> Objection. When the
2: dragon died, did it revert back into being a pile of people? Or if you piled up a pile of dragons, could a, a meat person <gasps> develop? <gasps> What's the cyclical <laughs> nature of the meat dragon situation?
0: Yeah, what if you squished together a load of meat dragons?
1: <laughs> would, it, would it be an uber dragon? Or would it be... Meat Dragon Squares. Yeah. You
2: never know what creature's going to appear. Just a meat armadillo, you know? It could be anything. It could be
1: anything, yeah. Absolutely smash up (laughs) Tokyo, whatever it was.
0: It was was really racist.
1: (laughs) I mean, because it would be like Godzilla, not that I think it would have anything against Japanese people.
2: (laughs) Uh, Perhaps that wasn't clear. (laughs) (laughs) Would 1300s era Norton Fitzwarren average person have heard of japan
3: i feel like norton fitzwarren (laughs) heard about japan in my lifetime
2: (laughs) (laughs) they'd probably just be livid against the people of staple grove which is the next door village like i i'm not saying they'd have been like peace and harmony to all men but i think it would have been a much closer form of xenophobia than maybe japan i think we (laughs) were thinking too big we should scale it in they they'd just been furious about the guy looking at them that they didn't recognise.
3: We do love a rivalry in Norton Fitzwarren. For oh, a village yeah. of three thousand people. We've got two rivals: Staple Grove, that I think we're angry at, and then Cotford St Luke, which I think we look oh, down on.
2: Cotford St Luke.
3: What? What have they done now?
2: The traffic's never been the same since they installed Cotford St Luke. Oh, oh,
0: is <sighs> it, it is a, a new town? It's a new
2: town. There was some stuff there, but it was very minimal, and then overnight, just went ballistic, didn't it, Rob?
3: Well, the story goes with Cockford St Luke that there was um, there was an asylum there that they then yeah. did up into flats but they run out of money halfway through so you had like some people living in flats and then literally like through a wall there'd be like a padded cell with like manacles and stuff
0: oh, Wow you're, I thought you were going to say the story goes with Cockford what was it <laughs> <laughs> Cockford St Luke, Luke. The story goes with Cockford St. Luke that they just got a load of villages and squished them all together.
3: 1,300 years later, still there.
2: (laughs) The rivalry with Staplegrove is the stupid one because there's not even really a definitive edge between the two villages anymore. It's just one big super village.
0: Oh, no, it has begun. Oh, a meat village.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You wait for the dragon uprising of Somerset. (laughs) going to have its renaissance any day now there's going to be two buses a week instead of one
0: so is that the last of the dragon then that it was that's the last of that dragon that dragon
2: oh hello couple.
3: whoa whoa well whoa. For Fitzwarren, for you know he probably was squabbling with the king over some minor disputes he gets exiled he goes to north africa and then pulls the exact same thing again, rescues a princess from a completely unrelated dragon of (laughs) unspecified meatness. Wow.
2: I'm starting to think that dragon might just be the thing he pulls out of his pocket when he needs to ingratiate Mm. himself somewhere.
0: Oh, what, you think he's got, like, a pet dragon?
2: Yeah, you know, like, in, um... What's that film with uh, the man and the voice is Sean Connery?
0: Um, uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves.
2: Dragonheart.
0: Oh. Yeah, that's... but that's You more know where likely. Sean
2: Connery's the dragon and then it's... Um...
0: Oh, where Sean Connery's a dragon, yes. I don't think I've seen it.
2: Oh, well, basically in that there's a dragon and then he teaches the dragon to pretend to die on command oh. and then he uses it to raise money for himself by like, oh, I'll save you from this terrorising dragon. It's
0: kind of like um, colour of money, kind of. It's a grift. Yeah, yeah. It's like
1: Paper Moon, but instead of a child, it's a dragon. Is the dragon any good at Paul?
2: <laughs> um, it doesn't come up.
3: I know we're all expecting some exciting end to the story of Folk Fitzwarren, but actually what happens is he names his son Folk Fitzwarren Jr., or Folk Fitzwarren Third, actually, because his dad is also called Folk Fitzwarren. And then the history books get confused about which one they're talking about, so no one actually knows when he died or what happened, because it could have happened to either his dad or his son. Oh, that happens so often. Mmm. <laughs> Something of a meat
1: folk
0: It's one of history <laughs> <laughs> It's been squished together in a history book I mean,
1: It's a terrific story As well as a completely new cryptid that, mm. that, is, that nobody and I mean literally nobody Has ever heard of before Nobody other than two people as far as we know Has ever heard of a meat dragon
0: How Like <laughs> Ron, how have you gotten through your life with this knowledge of the meat dragon, but not... Have you been like, every time you've watched, like, a, you know, an X-Files or uh, stories of the unexplained, have you always thought, like, one day they're going to do the meat dragon. Really do it justice.
3: I'm a fan of lawmen, been listening for a long time, and I've been waiting for you guys to... <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're now. When are they going to cover the meat dragon?
0: He had
2: to start a podcast just to get himself invited onto lawmen (laughs) to bring the meat dragon out into the public sphere. What a
1: long game. Yeah, yeah.
2: we can put Lex Education to bed now. We don't need it anymore. Mission accomplished,
1: Ron. It was just a hustle, like Sean Connery in the film Dragonheart (laughs) (laughs) pretending to die. Yes.
0: The biggest trick Ron ever pulled was convincing (laughs) us that if you squished enough bodies together, you'd get a meat dragon. (laughs) Wow.
2: That must have been harrowing as the dragon to know that's what you were born from. Like, what a trauma to carry around with you your entire life.
0: That's a very good point.
3: Well, apparently, in my reading for this, apparently it was uh, quite a common medieval belief that you'd get spontaneous life from dead bodies and stuff because people had seen like maggots and flies and stuff come from corpses all the time. So the logic, I think, with them was, well, if like flies will come out of one person think what would come out of
4: a whole imagine time what we them. could achieve <laughs> with <laughs> thousands yes.
1: and it only took us a couple <laughs> hundred years to find out that the answer was lots of flies I imagine
4: looking at a fly coming out of a,
2: a, a body and thinking well we've got to magnify this somehow <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a good start, but I think we can do better. <laughs> Should we do some scores then, Alistair?
1: Well that was a, a disgusting story. <laughs>
3: really horrible. So thank you very much, Laura and Ron.
1: <laughs> you
2: are so welcome.
3: Just just nice to not be alone anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's now what I, the body I, said.
1: I am now I'm eager to, to dole out some scores. I, I can't wait to let you know what I thought of this story. So, are you you ready with some categories for me?
3: Yeah, I think we should get naming out of the way first because I think it's going to be our weakest. Mm. Well, meat dragon is a strong name.
1: Meat dragon's a lovely name. It's it's a real ron <laughs> seal of a name. <laughs> yeah, Yay. yeah, yeah. What is it? A meat dragon? How do you make it meat? What, <laughs> what does it do? Dragons. <laughs>
2: I don't know. I think I might be uncomfortable with us calling corpses meat. <laughs> I just, It's got a post-apocalyptic vibe mm. to it that I don't know if I like.
1: <laughs> We've got some lovely village names that James slipped in. Yeah. I don't think I didn't spot that.
0: Crocum, Withycum, Netherstowy. Very good.
3: Yes. We've got some uh, Roman names. Ostorius, Claudius, mm. Iceni, Boudicca.
0: Boudicca. What about Stogumber? Stogumba? 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 Oh, Stagamba. I used to have a friend called Tom that
2: lived in Stagamba, And I liked him because his bus back from school took slightly longer than mine And I didn't feel like the person that lived the furthest from school <laughs> That's a Aww. sad story about growing up
1: <laughs> That's really sad, yeah You're like one of those vulnerable people who might be talked into joining a meat dragon
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd be first in the queue as long as I could be in the middle of the dragon So it's like a constant cuddle <laughs>
1: That's just the worst bit, if you don't get any of the views You want to, to be on the edge I would have thought of the meat dragon
2: No, 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 you want to be in the middle Where it's warm
0: In the cosy warmth
2: Appendages can be lost Imagine dying in a big pile of all of your mates And family members and then you become a dragon you think that's alright And then he stubs his toe and it falls off And you just float to the floor
0: <gasps> Awful That's really put a human face all over this meat dragon <laughs> Sort of smeared it
1: well, Stagumba. I think Stagumba has knocked it up to a three. I think it's a it's a strong three. Do we want to move on to supernatural, Nate? Let's go. Hit him with it. Yeah. Is that like the next category? You didn't say with a lot of confidence. Is that because, as a scientist, Ron, you think that the meat dragon can be explained rationally? Well,
2: yeah, it's definitely got rashes in it.
4: Rasher,
3: <laughs> 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 Ron. Oh, lovely. Oh,
0: it's the pun that just keeps on giving. That's the thing about the Rashomon pun. Everyone's got a different version of it.
1: So are you, are you telling me that you think that this thing is uh, is magic or
0: is it in fact science? Don't fall for it. Ron, he's luring you in.
2: I'd say it's magical science. Oh.
0: Magical science? Because
2: you're not going to look at a meat dragon and not think, gosh, this is magical, are you?
0: I don't think I would think this is magical. <laughs> <laughs> this, is hor- this is horrifying and it smells.
3: <laughs> I think we proved how magic the meat dragon is because of all of our ponderings on it. The sort of philosophy of a meat dragon, what happens if you smush hundreds of meat dragons together. That sort of, you know whimsy and, and pondering i think is something that is unscientific in its core
1: yeah we were like the thomas aquinas of thinking about
3: meat dragons <laughs>
2: hmm. yeah thomas aquinas as a man um the- <laughs> i think thomas aquinas was a man made of lots of horses squashed together <laughs> was
4: that-
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he was a mate horse <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's the sequel to War. Yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is horrible,
2: and it smells.
1: <laughs> you didn't take the. But I was hoping, Ron, that I could appeal to your scientific bent and that you would um, come up with some kind of scientific explanation for the the meat dragon, and, and therefore denude it of its supernatural qualities. But you didn't. So it's five out of five for supernatural. Yes. How could a big pile of meat become a dragon? It literally could not happen.
3: My love for science has been dwarfed by my desire to win the podcast.
0: <laughs> and your love for meat dragon.
3: <laughs> and my love for meat dragons.
2: God, it's just, it's gearing up now for there to be a, a meat dragon themed restaurant opening in the Taunton area,
0: isn't it? <laughs> I think I can see how this, it's sort of like a sushi train thing. A what now? You know, like a sushi train restaurant. You know when you see like the sushi and it goes on the little little conveyor conveyor belt belt. around, like a toyo sushi.
2: Is that how you say sushi?
1: He's pronouncing sushi correctly, Laura, and it's confusing you because you're from Somerset. I'm
2: learning so much. I'm supposed to say sushi? I can't say that in front of people. Sushi.
0: If those people are Japanese, you can.
1: (laughs) I think we've answered the question about whether the people of Neverwitten are
0: biased against Japan.
2: Sushi. This has blown my mind.
0: Okay, I oh, sorry, I'll I'll translate. A su- sushi.
2: No no no. You be right in you be right. I just need to sit here and have a moment.
1: It's exactly sushi. between the names of two of the characters from Sushi. Yeah. <laughs> Sue and Sushi. No, it's not.
0: It's sushi and
1: sweet. <laughs> I'm confused. Sushi is this not about puppets at all.
0: Raw puppet. On a little <laughs> under a, on a little platter, <laughs> under a little see-through salver. Carry on, James. Speaking of carrying on, carry on, my, my pitch for the Meat Dragon restaurant would be, you know those sort of aeroplanes on a string, toy aeroplanes on a string, where you, like, wind them up and then they sort of buzz round in a circle? Yeah. It would be that, but a Meat Dragon... And then everyone has like a a potato peeler and they just hold it up as it goes by. And that's how they get, this is the meat dragon restaurant um, pitch.
1: Like a meat (laughs) piñata? Yeah,
0: kind of like a meat piñata crossed with a moving, and I mean that in both senses of the word, moving kebab.
1: (laughs) The kebab that fights back, is that
0: your idea? Third category, yeah. I think, I've got a plan. Let's go third category, meat dragon. All right, that's quite quite broad. Specifically, the meat dragon. Because, to be honest, I don't think we're going to get to use this category ever again.
1: (laughs) No, fair enough. I mean, yeah, it's quite a broad category, but... I'm sort of annoyed, because it's definitely five out of five for Meat Dragon. If you were to plot the frequency of Meat Dragon in this podcast over time, there will be an enormous spike on this episode before it drops
3: back to the baseline of zero references. I don't know
0: if I can... Like Ron, I think I've been infected by the idea of the Meat Dragon.
3: I think you have to go five for the Meat Dragon, because you cannot look a gift Meat Dragon in its many, many mouths. (laughs) (laughs) Its screaming mouths.
1: (laughs) I've never before been frightened into doing a score, but yeah, it's five.
4: It is five.
1: Which is the number of noses I can see on it at the moment. Yeah.
3: And the idea that Laura's just in the middle content.
0: Oh, so snug. <laughs> snug as a bug in a meat dragon. Well,
1: that was, that was disgusting. So, um, <laughs> so what final category could possibly top that?
3: Well, if if I cottoned on to what your plan was, James, it's been kind of foiled. Yeah, it's backfired. And therefore, he has kind of... You uh, do listen to the
0: podcast.
3: uh, Undermined it (laughs) anyway.
0: Carry on, carry on.
3: Cap degree number four is undermining. Ah, so, so
1: you were hoping that I was going to give you a low score and therefore undermine you. Yeah.
0: Yes. But I didn't do that. Which undermined our plan. Which undermined
1: the the plan.
0: <laughs> yeah. Check me. So,
1: wow. Wow. Oh. And Ron, you you are, so not, you are not a normal
0: brother. You are a cunning brother. <laughs> he has been undermined every step of the way.
2: You're welcome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, by his own flesh and blood. <laughs>
2: It's because he won't let me get snug in the middle of it. <laughs> well, all I want to do is curl up contentedly in Ron's tummy and go to sleep.
1: <laughs> you, no, you're right. you've um, you've you've brilli- you've brilliantly and paradoxically cornered me. I have no choice but to give you five out of five oh, for undermining. So
0: before before we get into, I've just I I was sent some supporting details. A website, in fact, the website. I'm guessing, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> It's called blackdrago.com. Yeah, that's And that's it's called Dragons oh, yeah, of...
1: I trust, trust someone who can't spell the word dragon when
0: registering an oh <laughs> And it's um, the page is Dragons of Fame, the uh, the dragon of <laughs> North Norton Fitzwarren. And um, I'll just sort of... I mean, it tells the story pretty much as Ron's told it there. It's got three footnotes, two only two of which are hyperlinked. <laughs> one of them links to... SomersetGateway.com forward slash mysteries. And that's still loading. And I clicked that when we started <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> so I'm a little bit worried I've got a virus. <laughs> and then the third one is the British Dragon Gazetteer. Gazetteer? Gazetteer. Gazetteer.
2: Gazetteer. Like that. It's Australian.
0: Yeah, well, for gazette- for gaz- cat- gazes. Yeah, gazers, Gazetteer. gazers. Anyway that loaded very quickly with a 404 page not found and the 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 website address is foolishpeople.com <laughs>
3: I think it's just government denies knowledge. You you referenced X-Files earlier. Someone's keeping the meat dragon under wraps.
0: (laughs) Have you got a picture in your office of a blurry meat dragon and the words I want to believe?
3: You can't see it because of all of the red string connecting pins.
1: (laughs) Well, this has been a revolting delight. Mm. Would you like to plug your podcast? Is it as horrible as this?
2: There's a tad less meat, but a lot more undermining. (laughs) Yeah, our podcast is Lex Education. Ron is trying to teach me GCSE science, so we are working our way through the curriculum one argument at a time. But do join us weekly every Monday for the next lesson.
3: Soon to be the Christmas episodes.
2: Oh, yeah, very excited about that. Doing the science of reindeer flight.
1: What? No, you should just be wheeling out a big telly and putting on the Lion King.
2: Well, funny you should say that, Mr. ABK, because we actually did do the science of home alone. Oh, um, We went through a lot of Kevin's defences against the Wet Bandits um, <laughs> and looked <laughs> at that call they looked called? what the
4: bodies
0: are called? They're called the Wet Bandits. Yes. That's what they want to be called, yeah. isn't it?
2: Yeah, well, because they, they leave the taps on everywhere they go, and then the policeman at the end is like, good idea, leaving the taps on. Now we know exactly which burglars to pin on you. And then in Home Alone 2, they come back as the sticky bandits because he covers his hand in sellotape and sticks it in the loose change right, bucket. I had
1: no idea. I don't. That That is a ridiculous name for a gang. Joe
0: Pesci isn't sold on it.
2: Yeah, the whole thing was filmed in a swimming pool so that they could do those scenes. Really? Yeah. Yeah, there's a really good show... Is it the movies that made us on Netflix? And they kind of do the making of all these films. Really? And uh, yeah, they, the set for Home Alone was inside an empty swimming pool.
3: Well, thank you for plugging Home Alone, Laura. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening,
1: go out and watch this Home Alone. It sounds cracking. Um, I, I dread to think what the acoustics were like in a swimming pool. So I imagine it sounds awful. A lot of post-sync, I imagine.
2: Yeah, it's a very big sink. <laughs> <laughs> lovely, lovely
0: stuff. We could end as we started on a wonderful pun. However, I've got some bad news, Alistair. I think we're in a real Colin situation here
1: from the ghosts in the window episode.
0: Yeah, really? Yes, really.
1: Uh, but I, I, I don't think they would mind us using that information without refer- without crediting them, James.
0: Really? Do you think that's an FAQ? So. I've, I've been digging a little bit further into that website of blackdrago.com. We do need to cite this as a source. Kylie Drago McCormick. Kylie McCormick, also known as Drago, really wants their website cited if we use any research from it. So that is blackdrago.com, and that's on the internet.
1: Oh, the internet, I've right.
0: I've got a feeling, Ron. mm mm-hmm. You know when they do ordnance survey maps?
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: And and they put like a pretend street on there. Yeah. To check if you've copied <laughs> it.
3: You think this is a pretend legend. I
0: think, but somehow it's tallied up with your own year 6 comic booking. <laughs> do you still have the
3: the panels? I think if, um, if I was to go back to my parents' place in Somerset, I might be able to dig it out in the attic.
0: I think you want, I think you want to go to Kylie Drago McCormick and say, I think you need to
3: cite your source, mate. Yeah, I've, I've somehow melded brains with you as a child. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because the website does look like it was created when I was um, about seven years old.
0: But, yeah, thank you very much, Kylie Drago McCormick. There's some excellent Dragon information on there. If you want more Dragon information, do check it out.
1: So check out Lex Education with... Laura Lex and Brother Ron. Brother Ron. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. I, I probably can't use the singing, the Gregorian chant over the music. That's going to sound horrible.
0: Yeah, and also we don't want to get sued by their monks. Yeah,
1: those Gregorians, so litigious.
0: We don't want to get sued by Greg or Ian. <laughs> And <laughs> I, I don't tell them, but we've been using their calendar for some time. There is a whole wealth of extras from this episode, which will be going out uh, on the special bonus feed, which you can get access to by joining us. Join us at
1: Patreon.com forward slash LawmenPod.
0: Join us. That's not join part us. of the URL. The, the the join us is implied.
1: Yeah, that's more like a, a sort of a haunting sound that you hear.
0: I feel like Christmas pig's become a little over-commercialised. Yeah, Yeah, it has. Um, And it's, I feel like the soul of the Christmas pig has kind of gone from it. I don't think people know the true meaning of Christmas (laughs) pig, (laughs) including me. (laughs) It's the feeling
1: you get in your heart when you wish a stranger Christmas pig. Just do that, listener. Just go out and say Christmas pig to a stranger.
0: Next time someone wishes you, someone wishes you Merry Christmas, just smile and say Christmas, Christmas pig. pig. And a Christmas pig to you too. <laughs> you pig <laughs> Oh, that'll get you reported to HR at the very least.